0: Hello, welcome to Cage Club Revisited. This is a new thing we're doing. Hello. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we are going back and watching every Cage movie again, as you know, you may know. We're going back and watching every Cage movie again and doing audio commentaries over them. I mean, we might just do a few and be like, oh, this is a terrible idea, but we're, <laughs> we're going to find
1: out. Yeah, and we're not necessarily going to be going in any in, in order either, so they're going to come out as as we get them done. And we're going to start here, though, with the very first thing Cage was ever in best of times and the best of times we're watching the version that you can
0: find on youtube so if you want to go to youtube we're going to start playing in three two one and go okay
1: i kind of forgot how like terrible this quality is but that's (laughs) fine and it just it starts super abrupt as well we're just launched into Crispin glover's dirty room and it's, fi- like, th- so this is the kind of bedroom that, like, does this exist in real life? Like, have you ever been <laughs> in a bedroom
0: that this is dirty?
1: Um, not no, not this comically dirty. No, not at all. With the dog on the bed and the big basset hound.
0: Like, this obviously came out before I was born. But, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my sort of version of this, I guess, would be, like, the 90s, when you always have, like, the coolest yeah. bedrooms in the world.
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: like, did, you, did you ever watch uh, that show on Nickelodeon? I think Nickelodeon. Uh, my brother and me? No. No, oh, it man. might have been after my they time. They had but. the coolest bedroom. <laughs> they had, like, this... It was just two brothers sharing a room. They had, like, basically the size of my apartment. It was, like, a bedroom. It seemed, oh, like. man. And they had, like, a f- huge fish tank. And it was just, like, amazing. Like, just, you know, one of the sets that they had all the time in the show. But I feel like that's kind of the, the stereotypical whatever. It's... Mm-hmm that you have like a
1: huge bedroom or like a discuss- like look at me I'm a teenager look how dirty yeah. my bedroom is yeah it's 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 definitely a trope oh here he is Nick Cage introduction so, one arm push-up a couple important things oh there he goes oh. but a couple couple <laughs> things to note about
0: that is that the beach is gonna come back a lot Yes, we're gonna talk about the beach a lot uh, also push-ups are gonna come back you know yep. never on Tuesday he's not doing them but you know other people are I'm sure there's other people doing
1: push-ups but we'll in find air, out on air I think he does them in. oh that's true um, shirtless Cage, that's a big one. <laughs> it's yeah, I'll okay. come back a few times. But this is um, this show is like rapid fire. I only saw it the one time we watched it for the very first episode, and he is just booking through who all of his friends are and what they like to do, and, <laughs> and everyone gets their little moment here. Yeah, so this was not really a movie. This was supposed to be a pilot for a TV
0: show that didn't get picked up. So yeah. Cage never did TV again unlike Keanu, who we started doing a podcast mm-hmm. about, because he did a bunch of TV, and Shia, who we did a podcast about, did some TV too, and we finally just got to, as we're recording this now, uh, we finally got to our first episode of TV for Zack Attack, so huh. pretty much everybody's done TV except for Cage, and I guess I, I well, can't can imagine you... <laughs> what his life
1: would have been like if this was picked yeah. up. can you blame him for not going back if this is your debut? I, I think I heard him mentioned in an article once why he turned down the American Gods show. It was yeah. yeah, he was he was considered for that. He said he doesn't want to spend too much time with one character because he might get too bored with it and lose. And I like, think he also doesn't want to stay edge. too much time in like one city. Like he that wants too. to keep moving around. Yeah. So I maybe that was with him from the very start. Like he was like, ah man, television's not for me because I'm just gonna get sort of stuck with this one role and that's not what he wanted to do. but...
0: <laughs> Man, this is so exciting. I'm just, I'm just thinking about, like, we've been talking about this for, like, we wanted to put <laughs> to this out this. last August for the one-year anniversary, and then we mm-hmm. just ran out of time. Plus, I was down in Texas. This has to be something that you do sort of in person. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be a real disaster. <laughs> so all these, this is, the, this is the other important thing to note, is that all of these are going to be recorded live from Cage Club Podcast Network headquarters.
1: Ooh, Ooh I, there's the title. The title and card. The best of times, and the song, and everything.
0: Oh, and then, the presented by break. Charmin, I
1: think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cage Club presented yeah. by, by Charmin. It's
0: so weird to see bumpers during the Cage Club. Now, we don't have toilet paper come back, from what I remember, but we do have diapers come back in Raising Arizona. <laughs> yeah,
1: and in uh, The Family Man, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Trying to change the diaper sequence is great. This kid never comes back. Uh, that Hawaiian shirt might show up down the line <laughs> in uh, Honeymoon in Vegas, but I don't know what else. Phone booths, remember those?
0: Well, interesting. I mean, this is this is a real stretch of a connection because I don't know how we're gonna how we're gonna release these episodes. But the next one we're doing, we're gonna be joined by Chris Mattiello of Now and Again, and we are going to do the Superman documentary. So phone both oh, Superman. Wow. So there's
1: a weird Cage connection <laughs> that has nothing to do with Cage except the fact that you know they're both. This kid has the look that they were almost going for for Clark Kent. We'll get to him when we get to him, but it, it's just my mind is starting to. <laughs> merge like anything into cage club and we just started i can't imagine if like the fever dreams these are going to be <laughs> well Crispin, we didn't even mention comes back a couple times like he plays the uh the head gatsby in, in the racing, racing, with, of the moon. racing I mean, with the moon yeah he comes back in wild at heart um he even shows up in keanu club oh here we go god i love <laughs> it <laughs> what is going <laughs> i mean people i guess they just used to hang out and work out outside at the beach shirtless and men used to wear daisy dukes well I guess this was a real thing at least in California right like it looks like people looks like they're just watching them film this in the background you got guys posing there and kind of working out oh man that was like mesmerizing (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I hope we don't not talk over the cage stuff just because he's on screen but well, I mean, like you can you can always go back and li- watch this
0: without our commentary or pause the comment, whoever, true, whatever true. you want to do. Oh, Jackie
1: Mason. Also, if you are listening to this commentary, let us know because I don't know who's actually going to listen to these. I wonder if these two ever showed up in the same movie again. Jackie Mason and Crispin Glover seem to be names of a certain era. Like, <laughs> like they both did most of their work in the late '80s, probably. Uh, but I remember Jackie Mason growing up with him. His comedy was everywhere So there's K. oh here they go Recycling, look at this Recycling was a thing even back then that they were trying to Promote during these kids shows <laughs> You know, we're still trying to recycle the world
0: well, this so what's interesting about best of times, and I guess interesting is maybe in quotes because I'm not actually sure how interesting it is, is they really try to touch on a lot of really important themes and like important themes being yeah. capitalized current
1: social issues that bother kids about right?
0: fear of going off to war and sort of fear of a future and yeah
1: global warming.
0: So I guess the recycling thing falls right into line with that.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's a stretch back then. Even they're like, well, wow, we're really grasping for straws. Like, what else is there aside from? nuclear annihilation <laughs> you know? what else can we can we talk about if there even is, is a future uh, oh, <laughs> oh yes all oh, of my favorite scenes here we go the music concrete showcase <laughs> the, com- the comb the comb. Has it yep <laughs> Was the comb ever an instrument it is now I was looking at my
0: notes. Like, I have my notes in my lap. I'm not really using them because, I mean, I don't really need them. But I was looking through and I was like, oh, right, the comb as an instrument. Like, I completely forgot. Like, we did so much Cage so fast and we've done so much since then. Yeah. That in just in terms of, like, what we're podcasting about but also what we're just watching, that it's the, the little details like that that I forget about. But as soon as I, like, think about it, I'm like, oh, right,
1: that's it. Yeah. Comb as a microphone. Here he come, he's coming again. This this whole thing, <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine. it's mind-blowing at first. Just... I love the concept, and I dare say this is that. Prob- prob- this is probably the best stuff in Best of Times. <laughs> it's just all so weird. Like, I
0: don't know who this is for.
1: Like, I, is it yeah. for? Because we got into this stuff is for like tweens. Tape cassettes. <laughs> so.
0: It's probably for like tweens and like young teens, but like mm-hmm. then they get real heavy about the future, and it's like, well, what's that for?
1: Right. It's almost reminding me sort of, of like and a show like All That where it's like kids performing skits for kids or like I think I mentioned on this episode you can't do that on television it was more for my generation but <laughs> <laughs> Cage. Cage does Chanson. dance a few more times um, but you're right like There's no... The tonal balance is off. Like, I could see this being, like, you know, just a sketch show for kids. Like, this isn't (laughs) seen. Yeah, but this is fun. Like, this isn't heavy, right? Like, later when they start doing their confessionals to the camera, like, then you're... Then I'm like, well, okay, kids are going to change the channel during that. And if they think that that's going to be a standard part of the show, they're not going to tune back in. But Crispin carries this thing. Yeah. Like he. I would watch a show with him. I'm surprised he didn't go on to be the head of the class Was this his, his first thing? Do we
0: look at that? Do we
1: ever look that up, what his first thing was? I don't think so. This might have been. If I'm not mistaken, he even went to, I don't know if this is true, but I think I found this out during one of the, either the A&E biography or during the Behind the Actor studio. Him and Crispin and Cage may have even gone to the same high school or Hmm. knew each other like prior to this they have a deep history so
0: this was his first thing as well interesting to note you mentioned before he's actually going to be in American Gods oh wow that would have been a really
1: cool like not beginning and end but you know that's a show for him I feel like he deserves to be on that show where he he, just the uh, the idea behind that show seems like something right up his alley of them being like he can stretch as an actor.
0: You know what's kind of crazy? I'm looking at his TV now because he's got a bunch of TV shows and he's got a couple movies before he gets to Racing with the Moon. <laughs> he's not in Racing with the Moon that much, but then he goes Racing them with, with the Moon to so Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Oh, yeah. And then the next movie is Back to the Future. Oh, like, wow. That's becomes a, a, a huge st- jump.
1: Yeah, he was being groomed to be a huge star. Well, he's the best. He, the part four recently was on Friday the 13th, and I watched a bunch of them. And our future guest Chris Mattiello was like part four is the best I'm inclined to believe to agree with him at this point and a large part is in due to Crispin's performance and being in that movie Cage more workout. he hasn't left the beach yet does he go to school with them or is he like the older weirder guy that hangs out and like wants to be in high school it's important to know he's only like 16 or 17 here and he looks (laughs) he looks 21 at least
0: and that's gonna come into play when we watch. It's gonna be so weird to watch like a movie like Fast Times, where he's in for eight seconds, yeah. But we're still gonna do it. But they mm-hmm. wanted him to be Brad, the Judge Reinhold oh, character. Good. And then he was too young to do like a, a full workday because he wasn't eighteen yet, so they made him Brad's bud. And so it's interesting. Like it's I don't know if it's interesting. Again, I am gonna keep using the word interesting when nothing's really actually interesting. But if you are listening to this, maybe it is interesting. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that they wanted him to be a star,
1: he just was too young, but he still looks like he can fit the part yeah i mean he even he looks like valley girl cage already like i feel like you know just a little more hair on his chest and a few more articles of clothing and it'll be pretty much that same Man, i'm so look. excited to watch valley girl and like i i don't yeah. know like we we've been looking for
0: people to volunteer for episodes basically people who have been guests on cage club <laughs> who live anywhere near us i love it just pointing at his bicep uh, we're trying to get them to come over to do commentaries, and we have about we have more than half of them assigned. Mm. But like nobody's picking. It could happen to you, and I really want to rewatch that because I love that movie.
1: Yeah, and I mean, people just don't aren't aware of, of like Firebirds or the Boy in well, Blue. Well,
0: so for Firebirds, uh, I did have a friend. Um, right. He wanted to do. He's like, oh, the face off was taken or the rock was taken. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, if you want action, do Firebirds. He's like, all right. Yeah. So we Tom got M. Firebirds Jones. assigned.
1: Okay, cool, because that is an incredible movie. I mean, not good incredible, I just... It's so crazy. Just that it even exists. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. He is the greatest. But honestly, like, Cage goes from the beach to the quickie Mart back to the beach. That's his whole life. Well, I wonder if this is shot out of order? Or not I mean, shot out of probably, order, but, but, like, but, like, sequenced <laughs> out of order. Yeah, I mean, this show is all mixed up. It, it's literally, like, let's shoot a bunch of stuff and shuffle it like a deck of cards and then just present it. Do you think... That these forty-eight minutes that we're watching now,
0: do you think this is the full thing, or do you think we're missing part? Yeah,
1: I think we might be missing like a couple, maybe a minute or two in the beginning because it does start really abrupt on YouTube. Like it just seems like the beginning got cut off, maybe. But I'm pretty sure it was, you know, with commercials, it probably ran for like an hour. Here we get Cage giving that guy advice on how to pick up chicks, and like that's another big Cage thing is he's always a ladies' man, no problem with the women. Now, what's interesting,
0: and I feel like we're going to sort of go on a lot of tangents here, but we've got so much time to kill, so I'm just going to talk about whatever. Yeah. We just did the Entourage episode for Zack Attack. Oh, yeah. And one thing that we've noticed over and over again in Zac Efron movies is that even though he's basically <laughs> a Greek god, I mean, yeah, Cage doing a little two-step, uh, even though Zac Efron is like a beautiful, like an impossibly beautiful man. Yeah, he's an Adonis. Um women just seem to always turn him down like oh no I'm not interested which is the Mm -hmm. weirdest thing but we finally got to in Entourage because he actually plays himself the actor and not a character okay women are throwing themselves over him in the one scene he's in. It's basically action, like we did for Keanu. Keanu's yeah. in one scene, Zach's in one scene for this. Oh, okay. So we watched an entire, but we had to watch <laughs> an entire episode of Entourage as opposed to an entire episode of Action, which is, you know, <laughs> What would you rather
1: is, do again? <laughs>
0: well, neither is good, but this is also, it's crazy how little happens to this episode of Entourage. Like, we broke it down, and we're like, nothing, like, nothing Let me guess, happens. like, they
1: smoke weed, they have no, no sex. Weeds. Oh, There really? is sex. There's no weed in an episode of Entourage? That seems like... Kind of strange. Maybe it was in an early episode. No, season six I think. Oh. Ari yells at Lloyd. Yep. Well, Lloyd actually quits. Ooh, the Lloyd quits episode. Did he quit for the first time? <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Chris Crispin. Is this the car wash? Was there a car wash? I seem to remember there was a car wash sequence in this or something that they did. Oh, there definitely is a car wash. Isn't like there it's but not don't... it's a manual car wash though. Isn't right, right? that's not... what I yeah. mean. Is that what they do to make money? Uh, Memories are slowly. I don't
0: know what this is. Or where back, he is? But he's no. wearing
1: like Robin Williams suspenders. He's like in
0: a warehouse. Oh no, kind of, they're there. A gas station. This might be the
1: car wash scene. What I love about Crispin Glover is like he's weird enough to be believable as a normal kid, but also like a talented actor in his own right. Like he has that awkward kid thing going on here. Which is good now, but like he ne- he never really gets rid of that. Like he's always an awkward kid, no
0: matter how old he yeah, is. He
1: just keeps pushing it. Oh my gosh, they just take over this gas station. They're singing. They can't. That is so dangerous. This is like Zoolander. They're is Cage all... wearing <laughs> is like uh overalls with no shirt? Yeah, right. Uh, oh, oh man, look at the farmer Cage. What is that? And a look? scarf? He's got a little um like ascot around his now, neck. Cage
0: just never played
1: gay. I don't think in any movie. But this is the close. This I mean, is, this is that is. That is some YMCA stuff. Like, that is some village people-looking thing. People
0: man. just, like, riding... Like, there's nobody... Knows <laughs> oh, that's Okay, okay. Well, you know him in sports oh. cars. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing? Remember when we watched you know never on Tuesday we're like man a red sports car and then we saw like three more movies yeah like, yeah what if every us. movie like that's the reason we want to do this is like to see the other cage connections that we didn't know were caged connections until we like saw them in a bunch of things
1: so like, imagine if that was a red sports car like the first oh, movie it would have been, it it been a, great I, like, m- a my blue mind would have exploded but yeah. I mean, but yeah that's right I love how that red sports car started haunting us for a couple episodes <laughs> it was literally like three things in a row it
0: was amazing
1: does Cage ever bust out into, like, a dance sequence? Sort of? I mean, he dances, you know, again, like, in Face Off, and he has this little... But look at this is all, like... This is, like, La La Land, you know what I'm saying? Like, they are wow, at yeah, the you're, car wash. Right. <laughs> Shaking his ass. Like, he's so game for it, you know? Like, that's what I love. Everyone here seems to be wanting this to succeed.
0: And people, like, sort of, I guess they kind of can give him shit for being like, oh, well, your uncle's Francis Ford Coppola, like, that's the only reason that you got anywhere, or whatever. Like, that's why, or that's why it was so easy for you to get started. But, like, this is not a guy who's, like, worried he's like, like <laughs> my uncle's friend, my uncle made the godfather, I'm not going to dance for you. Like, he's just going to do whatever.
1: Yeah, this looks like the kids from the movie Fame. This you know, is crazier than full, I remember. Much, much crazier. <laughs> <laughs> the line, it's like the gas lines from... <laughs> Oh man! Now we go to the commercial. That was crazy. I I even forgot the um, cheapo video effects of how that became a photo on his wall. I also forgot how terrible the audio sync was on this. Yeah, I think it it, it drops out of sync uh, more and more as it goes along. <laughs> <laughs> so good for us. But we're kind of listening to this with the audio down a little bit. Um, it doesn't really matter. What's weird about these two is they don't they look like normal kids today as well. Yeah, for the most part, these two blonde Aryans here. Trump's America. <laughs> um, okay, so what what movies are you
0: most looking forward to rewatching? Which Ooh. ones do you not want? So I mean, um, I, I don't feel have like, the list, but I know I'm. Think. We got half an hour still on this half episode, <laughs> so we got a, we got a lot of time to kill. But in terms of um, like. Not not necessarily like your because fa- I don't know if like rewatching a favorite movie is going to no. be the best to talk
1: about, but like no. in terms of rewatching things that you Moonlight uh, Moonlight um, Moonstruck Moonstruck is definitely high up there. I'm okay, looking forward to that. Uh, I've actually been actively trying not to watch a lot of Nick Cage stuff recently. And, okay, uh, that's one I've really wanted to watch again. Um... I like Boy and Blue, you know, like those early ones. I really want to see again because those were the sort of I feel like the Birdie, yeah, like those are the first time I saw those movies, and I really haven't revisited them, which is why I really like that we're doing this. And as we went on with Cage's career, like I had just I've seen Raising Arizona a hundred times, like I've seen his action trilogy a hundred times, like I'm I want to see those again, but. I just feel like those I've only seen once or twice in my life are going to be the ones that I'm really looking forward to.
0: Because I think it's important to, again, not important, uh, to note that we're doing this really mostly for us and not for you. I mean, if (laughs) you're listening to this and you're enjoying this, that's fine. But like, we're just doing it because we want to rewatch these movies, because we want to sort of watch them in a way that we haven't before, which is together, and just sort of relive, because it's kind of like a greatest hits of what we've done, what we're interested in, and also what Cage did.
1: Yeah, and it's nice to be able to sort of regurgitate all this stuff once we've acquired it over the course of doing it the first time. It's like kind of interesting to see what, what we remember and what's going to come out and all the different connections we can well, make. I feel like what's weird, maybe just because we did... I don't, I don't know why this is, but
0: I remember so much more about Cage's early stuff than Keanu's. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because we did so much so quickly that it was just, that's all I could think about, or because I liked it more,
1: mm. or because... I think it's because we did it so quickly. You gotta... Like, I don't even... I I even have trouble sometimes realizing how fast we went. Yeah. You know, like, it was... And we were uh, dumb about it, too. Like, we (laughs) we recorded the
0: episode for, like, this episode came out August 2nd, I think, 2015. Yeah. And we recorded this,
1: like, I don't know, July 31st. Like, like why did we not give ourselves a head start? Yeah, we didn't give ourselves any sort of buffer zone or time like that, like we're doing with Keanu. We're kind of, like, two months ahead, almost, or something like that. But, yeah, I think part of it has to do with just that it was a marathon session, for the most part. It's just, like. We're gonna do it over this. I still of don't time know how I did it that it done.
0: Cause like I edited, you edited one of them, but I was editing, I edited all of them, and I wasn't working from home at
1: that time. Like I was yeah.
0: working a job where I wasn't in front of my computer, like at home. I so, can't like,
1: imagine. I, I don't. As I, editor of the Keanu clubs, like, I, and I only have to get one a week out. Like, I can't imagine how, like the pressure or just.
0: I mean, it just became with. a part. Like, I, I realized that I think. I mean, you, you helped a lot because you pulled the clips and you sent the clips over, and like it was fun to do. But like, I was, I, I did the math and. You know, on an average week, I was doing, like, 25 (laughs) hours of cage stuff a week, every week, for six months. I don't
1: think either of us were prepared for the the behind-the-scenes workload uh, of, like, what it takes. It takes more than just, you know, talking over the internet to put out a podcast and we were just sort of like yeah let's let's make it a podcast sure why not like how hard could it be and it's not that it's hard or anything it's just it's very time consuming much more time consuming than just recording the actual episode like that's the thing that i would like to do podcasts for about so
0: like so many different things like i've i've really never watched snl and i want to watch snl and be Mm. like i want to go back and do an episode for each episode but like i don't want to do that work and nobody wants to do (laughs) that work
1: yeah, no one, especially for free, and that's what we're doing all this for is, is for free. You know? And so, and like, we don't want to put up a paywall or anything no. like that. That would be ridiculous.
0: And so, like, uh, Joe D or my, my or Joe Two, I'm sorry, Joe Two, my Zack Attack co-host, his wife, when she found out that I was watching *Sopranos* for the first time, she's like, "Let's do a podcast." And I was like, yeah, "Like oh. that'd be cool," but like. Yeah. Number one, I want to watch an episode a day, and neither of us are going to have time to record something every day. Number two, who wants to edit that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that you want to just enjoy without having to really take notes. I would love to talk talk about it for half an hour, an hour each episode, but I just don't have the... I think when... I remember when that first aired, I don't even think podcasts were a thing. existed when Sopranos first aired. But when they finished it, by the last episode, they were a thing. So I remember first hearing about podcasts in like
0: 2004 okay yeah that's probably
1: around the time i started i I listened to a lot of video ones (laughs) one or like dignation was on tv on the internet but yeah i listened to like one or two like the real happy hour which isn't around anymore oh right they're peanuts dancing oh i see but i remember back in
0: 2004 2005 i was playing halo 2 Mm -hmm. basically six hours a day every day for nine months (laughs) Because it was just the best. I yeah. would come home from school and do my homework, or do part of my homework, and then just basically play it until I went to bed and finished my homework or whatever. Um, it was great. I was really social. Um, but I was playing online with people. And I remember I had one friend who also lived in New Jersey who I'd never met in real life, but I actually went to school, went to college with people who knew him and knew his family. So it's huh. weird how, you know... Yeah. I mean, the, cool, the school it, we went to, it was pretty much entirely New Jersey people, so that makes it sense. Helps. Yeah. Right. But... I remember him telling me about podcasts. He's like, we could start, like, because like, Harry Potter was big at that time. He's like, we start, like, like, like what we, what would we do? Like, we just talk about it? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I was like, but who would want to listen to that? Which yeah. I still don't understand what's wants to listen to this. <laughs> but, like, I know that, you know, I listen it, to podcasts pinball. every day, mm-hmm. you know, Never Not Funny and Comedy Bang Bang and everything. Like, I know why those, but, like, still, I don't know why any yeah, of you are listening to
1: us. We're not professional comics. It's funny, because back then I had this friend, Greg, and him and I, we did it we tried we did a couple episodes we had a show called the more input show where we just talked about like once a week our favorite movie or a book or a album or something but no you know like it was two nobodies in a basement from new jersey so like no one was listening and after like a a couple episodes we just kind of were like yeah let's let's move on try and do something else so it's kind of funny 10 years later we're doing i'm doing cage club
0: I did, so John, I think we mentioned it on the Keanu Clubs, but John Brooks, who's our religion expert for Keanu mm-hmm. Clubs, so he's on the Matrix episodes, he was on the Devil's Advocate, he was on Little Buddha, he was on all those things, he and I had a podcast, I'm trying to figure out how many episodes, we did a lot of episodes, like surprisingly kind of a lot, we did, it was called Sports for Starters, and we did, how many do we do?
1: Cage delivers the uh, newspaper through it right on the roof of the uh, of the house, <laughs> <laughs> completely missed the front door. John and I did sixty episodes of Sports Starters. Oh, okay, alright Oh yeah. Oh, doing laundry, finding the lingerie. Um, I listened to a bunch of those episodes. Sports Starters? Yeah, was... They
0: were fine. It was weird though, cause like the 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 early ones were edited by Christian Larson. The oh oh my god, that would be you'd be in the hospital.
1: <laughs> he put his hand on the wrong side of the irony. God, there's so much going on. I feel like we can't water really I do it. slides? A... I don't remember a water slide. I wish... Okay, so one of the girls helps out that band. I wish they were a band, you know, like Cage oh, playing yeah. drums and like stuff. Like a monkey business band? Exactly. Yes, exactly. It feels like the type... Like, if I was somewhere involved in this show, I'd be like, these kids need to be solving crimes, like, in a big van with, like, something crazy written on the side, and give them a dog, too. Don't they just seem like a live action sort of Scooby Doo crew to <laughs> do you? This is it definitely feels like a cartoon. There's a bit of like a Sesame Street vibe with this part which is a little disconcerting seeing as how they're like 12 years older than the average Sesame Street kid like driving go-karts. Oh, here we go.
0: I do want to point out that for our for our not for our listeners but for you, I moved the chair here so we could have three <laughs> and my cat okay. is so confused. You might hear her on podcasts because she is the most talkative cat I've ever met she's quiet now but eventually she'll probably come on the couch or
1: something but not only don't I remember there being this much music I don't remember there being this much nonsense like it makes like the, the earlier nonsense I could live with because we were doing bits but this they're just frolicking through a park we got a quick split second of a McDonald's commercial I think... uh there's the pinball stuff again. But I think we're coming up on Cage's heavy... Is it actually a gigantic pinball machine? Like, that's super wide, mm-hmm. isn't it? It looks pretty big. Either that or that girl is <laughs> <laughs> is miniature. That's pretty awesome. They have a ski ball. They have a whole arcade there going on at the beach. Maybe it's Santa Monica at the pier. Oh, did you
0: see in the news this week... There was there's a house in California they built that's plus oh, yes. a quarter of a billion dollars, <laughs> and they have a they have like all glass everything in like game rooms. Like they have like all glass foosball tables. Which look, look everything in the house looks amazing. But they have one. They have a pinball machine. That's a they have a champagne bottle that like actual you know really expensive champagne that's just like like a
1: bumper sort of. That's awesome. That's pretty. I love pinball. Big pinball guy. None of these other people. It's weird that nobody else went on to do anything Uh, oh
0: (laughs) my cat just hit the rewind button so this get a few extra seconds of bonus podcasting there you go (laughs)
1: it's okay i think between that and the audio sync we're probably still right on track (laughs) there's no need to adjust anything Uh. Uh, but like she i wonder if she auditioned for the jennifer jason lee role like you know like she looks like Oh she does she, look like yeah. Right, like Fast they, Times, you mean? Right. She yeah. looks like she could be in Fast Times. Like all uh, these like these other kids. Like there's even the kid with the glasses and blonde hair looks like Brad's other friend, his loser friend. Like this kid, right? Yeah. There we go, doing sit-ups. You mean at like the, the other beach? dork that like he he works at the at the, the burger, burger shack. place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this almost looks like an alt cast for that movie. It's Imagine Crispin Glover in that movie as the ticket scalper or even as the um not Dwayne, but, like, even as his friend. What about but, as Spicoli? <laughs> I could see Crispin as, as Spicoli. <laughs> but that is sort of, like, the well, perfect hold on. for Sean Penn. Yeah, I know
0: was Sean Penn, but, like, Chris Penn, his brother... Yes. Chris Penn, Crispin.
1: Oh. It's the same thing. <laughs> and Chris Penn was in a sort of... He was in this one movie with, um, not with Crispin, but he was in, a, like, his own version of, like, Fast Times that took place after college, I feel. I forget the name of that. What's your...
0: Is your favorite Chris Penn movie Reservoir Dogs? <laughs>
1: uh, probably. I don't know if that's my favorite Chris Penn performance, uh, but that's definitely, I think that's the best movie. I like him a lot in True Romance. I just like him and, and the other yeah. guy, like Nicolette and Dime. Like I remember Tarantino in the commentary talking about how he he, he based them off of sort of like the old 70s Starsky Ski, and Hutch. Like if they had a show, they'd be called Nickel and Dime and maybe two cops. Like, I love it. I he's, thought not, he's not in, in that movie. that much though, right? Like no, is, just the third act. Yeah, there, at the end. They come in with Bronson Pinchot. And, man, I, I love, love that movie. But he's just like really fast talking and like, I don't know. Coked up? <laughs> Perhaps, <laughs> yeah. Uh, RIP Chris Penn, though. When did he die? In the 90s or 2000s? I think it's the 2000s. Oh, man.
0: She kind of looks like Barb from Stranger Things.
1: <laughs> well, that takes place around this time, doesn't it? This is like 1983 or, or 81. Okay, so it's it's yeah, about two years before Stranger Things, right? Is this guy new? Oh, this kid! I don't remember seeing him. He's wearing a we burger a, shirt. He's wearing a burger shirt. It's like I think it's the first black kid we've seen in the entire show. Which is nice. Which is actually something,
0: because, like, for how much we love Cage Club, we have to point out that, like, it's pretty... It's not racist,
1: but, like, there's not not a lot of black
0: representation, and there's also not a lot of strong female characters.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if that is due to just the times, or what, or whatever it is, the politics, but, yeah... (laughs) It <laughs> could just be Hollywood in general. I'm just yeah, I'm just not looking forward to Amos and Andrew. <laughs> it's the one movie I'm not looking forward to revisiting, I guess. Like out of everything, you know, there's like Time to Kill, which is gonna be kind of painful, but at least it'll be it's this weird sort of thing of its own. Yep. Uh, Am- Amos and Andrew is like trying to be like a funny Hollywood comedy.
0: I was actually thinking about Amos and Andrew while we were recording this because that is one of the ones I think right after Never on Tuesday, and there's the red sports car. On mm-hmm. the boat that brings over when Samuel Jackson
1: buys the house, it's like a bad omen. It becomes like a bad omen for a while if it shows up in a cage movie. Like something's kind of off. Yeah, this, this show, this, they are. This is a stretch. <laughs> like I could not see this happening every week. There's no way you could
0: keep this. Well, oh, that's up. what I meant to ask. Like, if this got picked up, do you think it would last? Like, how long would like Obviously, it wasn't good enough to get picked up. So, right, like, right. this is sort of a question that doesn't really have a good answer. But, like, if it mm. got picked up, would it be like?
1: Here's what I hear? D- if I'm if I'm the network guy, I'd be like, okay, first of all, this show is a half hour, not an hour or twenty yeah. minutes instead of forty. Wait,
0: what? Do you think this is like a Saturday morning show?
1: Yeah, that's the, it's either a Saturday morning thing or it's like a right after school special kind of thing. But okay, most likely, I'd say Saturday morning because. They'd be doing things, it, you know, they show them outside of high school or school, or whatever, but for the most part, it's things you could do, like, on a Saturday, like, go play pinball, go to the car wash. Go to the beach. Go to the beach and do some push-ups and pick up girls and stuff. Like, they're not in class ever. They're walking around outside of the high school, but you never see them really in class doing stuff. Like, now she's gabbing on the phone to her to her friend. <laughs> And I do not think it would have lasted long anyway either. Because I just feel like cartoons were what kids wanted to see, not other kids I mean, I don't I don't know. Like I remember watching a lot of sitcoms and just getting my fill of kids like me through that. Like, oh, okay. every sitcom would have like a third child my age and like, Oh, I'm a third child and I'm young and I'm and so I never felt like I needed like a live action you know. Well I think that's what's different show. about you versus me and like because you're a little bit older than me we learned that
0: I think during like Even Stevens I watched a lot of like kid shows on Disney like Even Stevens yeah. and uh what's the Hilary Duff one oh Hannah Montana nope oh I don't
1: know Um Lizzie McGuire okay Lizzie McGuire and I know all Keenan those and Kel shows, and like
0: this okay. girl looks so much like Phoebe Cates like again yeah
1: again right it's amazing it's amazing. It's like the alternate, ver- alternate universe cast.
0: But I think that's what's the difference. Like when you're in like the early '90s, I think or early to mid '90s, whatever. Whenever I was watching those shows or early '2000s or whatever for even Stevens, I think it was not more acceptable. But like, I wasn't really looking for cartoons. I was mm-hmm. looking for just like kid entertainment or whatever. Yeah. What
1: is going on <laughs> here? But uh oh, jeez. Yeah, totally. Because like, I mean, even as far as sitcoms went, you only had one or two that were central on the kids, like like either Different Strokes or Punky Brewster and then I feel like the rest of them were well more rounded for like entire families like you'd have episodes about the dad the mom the sister like everyone would get their own episodes but, but Cosby well Cosby, Cos- was both. Cosby was mostly though like him checking on on each kid I yeah thought. like it was more about Cliff um, dosing well. the drinks <laughs> here we go trying on clothes one of my favorite things to do with my friends is go shopping and try on clothes and Sing and I've so never all women and gone Andy shopping and with my Crispin, friends right? like this. Yeah, that's right. He's there with four girls.
0: They're like, "Hey, we'll make you sexy in this purple cowboy shirt." Yeah, and they're at the uh,
1: Ponderosa Gap.
0: Like, <laughs> are they into him or I don't?
1: No, this is like some kind of Grease two sequence where it's hyper sexualized and nothing makes any sense. Like, all of a sudden they're into westerns and being cowboys, and Crispin's hot. Not just our friend. Are oh, they're singing "Heartbreaker," right?
0: Do they have the? Did they what? Did they have the rights to this song?
1: There's a guy. It looks like Mario with the red suspenders oh, yeah. and the blue shirt. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, cool legs, Ooh, ladies. ladies. This is another. La La I don't Land not this. Yeah. I remember this scene, but I don't remember, like, some of these shots. And I don't remember it being a dancing sequence, either. I thought they just went and tried on clothes. Oh, boy. But this is what we would have been in for, like, three music videos of covers of popular songs. Like, this isn't even Heartbreaker sung by the original band. This is the cast of Best of Times.
0: Yeah, so, like... I So I guess there. I don't know what there's. Like this can't be an expensive show to make. It's just like what can we get like on the cheap, and then we just pay for the rights to songs, but not the actual masters. She looks like Patricia Arquette. (laughs) A little bit. You know what I'm tired of hearing in movies? Spirit in the sky.
1: Oh man, yeah.
0: It I did a lot of movies. I watched two
1: movies as Big it was in that. <laughs> that's too too many. I was like after contact I never want to hear that and again. And it's always the closing credit song like a Oh. That's y-
0: weird. usually I th- I, well maybe not always. There's so there's two ways Wait. you can you can say that your 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 movies from the 60s. It's Spirit in the Sky
1: and *It's Fortunate Son. <laughs> yeah. And I never yeah. want to hear those in a movie again. I liked I think Spirit in the Sky worked well in Contact and that because it was just a clip it, a clip of it. It was like Sort of like going through the dial, and it was about aliens. And then I liked it in—I think they used it in *This and This Is the End* when they finally get up to heaven. this sing *Spirit*, *Spirit* <laughs> in the skies. They're lighting joints off each other's halos. Before—is that before or after they talk to the Backstreet? And boys? then the Backstreet Boys come. Yeah. She have cherries on her shirt? Or those sunglasses? Oh, sunglasses. But I've been trying to figure out what's on his sweater. Like, oh, oh star. stars. He's a cowboy. Oh, right. He's in—I forgot. He's in the guy. He's got his. Was oh, that a military uniform? <gasps> Oh, maybe maybe it's... I don't think you wear it like that. that. So, no, it's definitely just a sweater, but it's got some weird stuff on it. It does look like a two-star general. <laughs> I love that, like, you, the, the fashion of her Jordache jeans and everything. Like All the pants are, are just like way up in the middle of your waist back then, as opposed to now, where they're just hanging out down around your ass. Hey, It was a different time. This is 36 years ago. Whoa. <laughs> what are these looks he's giving her? He's
0: super into her. It's still not like the. It's like I don't know. I can't. I don't. I don't, I don't remember what they're saying. We're not listening to actually what they're saying. It seems like he's kind of into her, and she's like, "No, I'm looking to
1: the future." She so the only one that wasn't shopping with him. Maybe that's what it is. Why weren't you? Why were you <laughs> with all my other friends? No, no, no. She was there. Okay, she's just getting heavy because this is the heavy portion of the show where kids are going to start. That's what I'm like, saying,
0: yeah, because like we're
1: telling you what we're worried about. we still about. Got,
0: we got 12 minutes left in this episode, or this, this movie, and we, still, we have, still have the cage to come out of nowhere and just be like, hey, I don't want to die at war. It's like, wait, what are you what are you talking about?
1: I'm thinking maybe it doesn't come completely out of nowhere. It seems like after that heartbreaker sequence, they're starting to really put the weight on again and say, like, you know... Okay, there's a time to have fun, and then now is a time to talk like adults, and let's bring up some serious issues. Can you imagine, though, that there was a
0: time where, like, this obviously doesn't get picked up, but, like,
1: somebody liked this idea enough to finance this episode? (laughs) Like, this is crazy. They got Jackie Mason for crying out loud. I feel like even in the early 80s, he was still a big, well known comic. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Why is that kid wearing a Christmas sweater in California in the summertime? (laughs) Excellent question. Excellent question. These types of stores sure haven't changed at all. Everyone just goes in there. They they know their friendly neighborhood (laughs) 7-Eleven clerk behind the counter. Like, I never got that. Like, I felt like clerks, the movie, portrayed it perfectly. It's like they talk to each other, not the customers. Like, they don't give a shit about who comes in. Like, I don't try... And hang out with the people who work at like my local. Weird. I
0: feel like it depends on where you are, like because if you never go to a GameStop, and I don't go to GameStops anymore because I've never liked GameStop. I I prefer to shop elsewhere. <laughs> but if you go to a GameStop, like there are kids hanging out like all the time. Like that's yeah. I like, think it's a what very are you specific. You doing today? Going yeah. to GameStop? Like what? But are, like what's super weird is like the twenty like the twenty two year old college graduate as a store manager is like hanging out with ten year olds. Like that's yeah. Weird. That's
1: strange have a band. They're a band. No, but it's not our group of kids. It's like it one of them. Kids. Oh, it's it's black kid. kids, but she's the like, they're roadie. Like, that's the only friend of the group. Like, she's got two groups of friends, and this is like a she's whole two separate. She's two-time in a cage? She's two-time in a mall. It feels like this would be a whole other cast for, like, best of times, you know, nights or something. Like, you got, <laughs> you got your daytime kids, and then you got <laughs> these kids. We can live by day, and <laughs> or
0: no, no no sleep by sleep by day and live by night but they don't even say live by I night. I know
1: yet. I know I was so <laughs> I was like just say it. <laughs> I was like, well, dude, come on you know you want to say it. I wonder if they wrote that in and somebody's just like nah like just red line through. Maybe I mean it would have been Affleck right he wrote and directed it so or I don't know if he wrote it but he did write it. He gave her a look like you're gonna say it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you see that uh, Leo was an EP on that. What's that? Leonardo DiCaprio was an executive producer. Oh no I totally missed that. Now we're not even talking about best of times. We're talking about Live by Night, which is not great. No, but I like Defleck in it. I felt like he. I I, I like his. I like him and stuff. I don't know what this. What else can I say? He's not in great stuff, but <laughs> we'll stay tuned for early next year, maybe. <laughs> okay, hey, we'll see. Wink, wink. Oh, here we go, and he's got a shirt on. Eighty-eight. El Salvador? I guess. Is that where we were in in 81? I don't know, You were born. Well, I just feel like all this would just be like, you know, I'm afraid of the Russians and, like, the Cold War, the Red Scare. That's what I was feeling as a kid growing up is we weren't practicing duck and cover because by that point they knew that didn't do shit. But there was definitely, you know, like, at least until Rocky IV came out, it was like, all right, this is, like, some tense time we're living in. Like, You even felt it as a kid point of his bicep again wow make a man out of me you're no man already you're just a kid Cage you look like a grown adult but on the inside you're not he's gonna see his fair share of combat and that's hawkers. some of his best stuff. And also some of his worst. Time to kill. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. I, I like his war stuff. It's amazing how multi-genre he is. Is that even a term? It's an adjective now. Here we go. We're, we're making up new words You know, we here. talked
0: about how he was never really in a Western. He was never in a musical. Yes. This is his musical. This is
1: his musical, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's done three choreographed dance sequences. Um, I mean, I'm...
0: choreographed is a strong word okay. for what
1: they were. Um, with, like, it all was supposed to be in time <laughs> singing and dancing with lots of other people uh, I'm yeah I'm never gonna give up hope for the western I'm sort of giving up hope for him being a pirate in one of those Pirate of the Caribbean movies I mean in the direction those are going is Shining even like, in the new one or are they just I don't know if he's him. in the new one but if they're just like Javier Bardem now <laughs> da, 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 it's like okay Like why can't Cage be in there too Maybe they'll make other types of pirate movies, than he could be in. You know, maybe they'll remake like the Seahawk or something, or I don't know. He would be a good old pirate. Yeah, well, he almost gets there in Outcast. I mean, he right? can't be a he's young like, pirate anymore. No, not yeah. a pirate. absolutely not. But it was—we almost get him. We get him as like that sort of mountain bandit, and when yeah. we get to Outcast, and he's very piratey. Well, woman, what are you looking at? <laughs> like His wife that doesn't talk. Yeah. He can sort of read her mind. Oh, is this the, before the uh, school dance? I don't remember the school dance. Oh, well, I don't remember the school dance. I don't either. I'm just trying to guess here, because he's wearing a blazer now, and we're winding down. It looks like it's sort of early evening. This feels like it would fit into Keanu, because a lot of Keanu's early stuff had, like, school dances and, like, presentations oh.
0: and assemblies. and.
1: Absolutely. Like, this, this feels way more in line with something Keanu would do early on. Like, he's done... I feel like he's done stuff like this, or at least did segments I, for shows. I also feel like, not that this is good, right. but this is at least more interesting
0: than a lot of, like, that eight-movie stretch that Keanu did where he's all in high school, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, because those were straight-up message movies, like after-school special films. Like, this is more... This for, is a straight-up message scene, but it's surrounded by wacky nonsense. Exactly. This isn't... That's not... It. I don't feel like that it its primary goal. Oh, yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, this is more just about, like, have fun be sociable go outside you know clean your room <laughs> kid. why is Jackie Mason at the dance he doesn't work at the school maybe he's part time guidance counselor maybe he's, he's just, like the chaperone he's like he'll I let do th- like how as soon as the song
0: ends everybody rushes over to grab <laughs> handfuls of chips maybe he's like oh maybe he, he was like he maybe he catered it oh okay could be makes no sense he spiked the punch Cosby <laughs> oh god Are you ever going to listen back to these commentaries that we do? I might.
1: I might. I'm kind of afraid to. I'm not ruling it out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, we're we're rewatching every single Nick Cage movie again. I never really thought I'd be doing. We're up to like eighty
0: four now. We have eighty five episodes of the podcast as we record this up through Arsenal. It's been
1: eighty four movies. Now I almost want to go back and watch some of this without us talking over it, just to hear how bad these jokes were.
0: because no. they're super bad. There's they're, so much better stuff to watch. You don't need to watch like as...
1: Bazooka Joe cartoon jokes there's like, no reason for you to watch the best of times a third time <laughs> this was the best time to watch the best of times probably
0: which cage mo- I guess it's the action movies which ones have you seen the most action movies action trilogy mm,
1: yeah probably those and then uh, Raising Arizona um, Honeymoon in Vegas <laughs> that look is great I also do like this. Is thinking
0: this is not has anything to do with anything. I do like that we're not recording these in order because I like can just jump around.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of going to be a relief this time. I felt like going in order was something I wanted to do, and that was great. But yeah. I don't feel like we need. I don't feel beholden to that format anymore. We, we still got to figure out what the
0: release schedule is going to be like and the release order. This is definitely gonna be the first one. It's going to come out. If you're listening to this, it's early August. So this going to be like the two-year-ish anniversary of Cage Club. But then, are we going to release them in the order we record them, or are we
1: going to release right I don't in know. the order that they are released, or the ones that we get them done in? Yeah, we'll figure that out. I feel like this is way more loose than, Lucy especially Lucy. considering how strict we were about Cage Club, like you know, three a week, you know, hell or high water. Now we could sort of just let them come as they may. I mean, I definitely want to do at least one or two a month, you know, something like that. But I feel like our schedule can be a little... don't yeah, think it's definitely not going closer. to be more frequent than one Ooh. a week. Whoa. Cage does the split, takes the center stage, doing that Russian dance where he kicks his feet up. <laughs> Another split <laughs> into a spin, and he's out of time. Whoa. And now this guy can't even... He, he can't hold a candle. Like, what? This is even... Mm. Oh, Crispin Glover is not doing his dance from Friday the 13th, Part 4. He becomes a much better slash worse dancer than this. He's peanuts dancing again though. Uh-huh. And I think that was best of times. Oh, here comes oh, the, it's outro. the outro. Yeah. and his room is clean right before bed. man, I enjoy I enjoyed doing this. Yeah, this was <laughs> way more fun than I was ex- I was expecting to have fun, but this was more fun than I was expecting.
0: We are gonna do so our our sort of our recording goal, not that you need to know this, but we're gonna do like once pretty much like one Saturday a month and do like three or four a day. So this is the first <laughs> first of the day. So
1: by the time we get to the third one of the day, we're <laughs> we're today, you know, be a little things, punchy.
0: <laughs> we're gonna
1: we're gonna find out. It'll be interesting. I mean, every time we get together to do these, depending on what's on the schedule, what we're gonna watch, we may, you know, be either exhausted by the end or getting our second or third wind. Like it's gonna be funny to see the attitude as these go along. And I also get the sense. I I really wonder if. Well, I wonder if we're gonna be
0: talking about movies more or less as we get later in the day. Like, if we're going to be like, we we ran out of other things to talk about, so let's just pay attention to what's on screen. Or if we're just like, I'm tired of
1: watching movies, let's just talk about something else. I always feel like the good thing about these are sort of like sticking to Cage. Like, what's good about commentaries is we could always just come back, you know, something can happen on screen and we could be like, oh, and that'll set us off about the movie again or bring us back. And then, yeah, I expect us to go on tangents quite often. Best of times. Is this the end? Christmas. Chris Here comes the credit reel. Jill Schulin. Nicholas Coppola. Not even Nicholas Cage yet. <laughs> Lisa Hope Ross. Like, I don't know.
0: David don't, Rambo. Whoa. I like that he's introducing these like,
1: you're going to remember these names. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> you wait. Get used to hearing this. Nicholas Coppola. We
0: will see you soon, Crispin. Just a couple of movies. Showtime special. Showtime. I don't remember seeing that last time. Showtime special, and that'll do it. So come back whenever we release the next one, and we're—I don't know what's going to be. You're going to find out. So, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Cageclub.me, Facebook.com/slash/cageclub.